This conversation was so good that I had to snag it and share it on here with you guys. I was interviewed on my very good friend, one of my podcasting clients, Lauren Francois' podcast, The Wealthy Woman, where she talks all about wealth, mindset, human design, and how when she started getting into human design at the beginning of the year, she offered to pull my human design chart and look at it and explain it to me and how it really has been a pivotal tool in how I have approached things this year in my life and in my business. Just like with learning how to live in sync with your cycle, I see it as a blueprint of better understanding. You know, when you understand how your hormones are fluctuating, you have a better understanding of why you may be feeling a certain way or not feeling a certain way. And understanding your human design is sort of similar to that. It's looking at your specific human design chart and based on all the things that are way over my head in explaining that Lauren will explain more in depth in this episode of my human design chart reading, I wanted to share this on my podcast because I really think it gives a little bit more insight to me while also showcasing a really awesome friend of mine, a client, and she has given us a code for $75 off this type of aligned by design human design chart reading. So use code 75OFF in all caps. So 75OFF, 75OFF in all caps, and you'll get $75 off for a limited time for a aligned by design human design chart reading. So after you listen today, if this is something you are really curious about, I kind of talk about the specifics between just having and looking at and doing your own research on human design and what this means, why it's really, really important to have somebody who is an expert in this field explain it to you. She can talk to you, talk you through it and how it can play a key role in many areas of your life. Well, it could be work, business, relationships, um, even health and fitness. So let's roll into this episode. It's a long conversation. Pop in a headphone, get a power walk in, do some cleaning because we have a really great episode for you on how understanding your human design and using it as a way to effectively operate in your life, in your business, and in your relationships. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous ladies. Welcome back to the show. I am 
so excited about today's episode because this is a first. So I have a very special guest interview, Joelle Cease. Joelle and I have known each other since 2014, I believe, 2014, 2015. She has been on the podcast a couple of times, but I'm bringing her on today to do something that I have never done before. We're basically going to do a case study of Joelle's human design. So when I got into human design back at the beginning of this year, and I decided I was going to get certified in human design, Joelle was like the first person I reached out to. And I said, can I practice on you? (laughs) Can I read your human design chart? Can I explain your human design to you? Can I help you start living more in alignment with your human design? just as practice. And of course she said, yes, she's also my podcast producer. So we have been going back and forth on her human design for quite a few months now. And she is living so in alignment with her design that I said, I want to bring you on the podcast and I want to walk these women through how you're living in alignment with your design and how that's affecting your life and your business. So Joelle, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. And it's just wild and crazy because I remember you sending me that message of, you know, I'm learning more about this. Can you be one of the people that I take a look at your human design? And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course, because I'd always been into like every single type of personality type traits or tests. Enneagram, um, just just everything. I've always been interested in it. So I was like, yes, please tell me all that it says about myself. That sounds really great. And then it's just been cool using it as a tool in all areas of my life, which we will talk about. And also when I had you do my husband's human design chart, and now I will be having you go more in depth with each of my kids, how there's just such a better understanding of myself and of my loved ones and it has created such harmony in both life and business for me so this is just really cool to come on here as your first case study episode oh i love it i love it i love it okay so let's dive right in joelle is a generator so yes lauren tell them all about me this is great. <laughs> So I'm just going to give you guys a brief overview of her chart because this is a a podcast. You can't actually see her chart. So I'm just going to walk you through the basics of her chart and then we'll dive into what it all means. So Joelle is an emotional generator. So her authority is an emotional authority. She has a defined emotional solar plexus. She is, her strategy is to wait to respond, as is the strategy for all generators. She is a 4-6 profile. We're not really going to dive into her profile today. Maybe we maybe we do that on another episode, but I just wanted to throw that out there for any of you human design peeps who want to look into the 4-6 profile. It is very much Joelle. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joelle has a ton of definition within her chart. So she has every single center defined except for two. She has an undefined ego center, which I want to talk about on this podcast, And she has an undefined splenic center. But other than that, you have a ton of 
definition. And so just to give a brief overview of defined versus undefined, if you've never listened to a human design explanation before, if you have a defined center, a center is like an energy hub within your body. And in human design, there are nine centers and each center has a different theme. So a different kind of energy that it holds. And so if you have a defined center, you have consistent access to that kind of energy within you. So you produce that within you, that kind of energy within you. If you have an undefined center, you do not have consistent access to that kind of energy from within you. So you are gaining access to that kind of energy from outside of you, from the environments that you're in, from the people that you're around. So your experience of that kind of energy is going to be more inconsistent. It's going to be more up and down it's going to be more like a wave where you have highs and lows more so than having that more consistent access to that kind of energy. So that's a very, very top level explanation of what a defined versus an undefined center is. But I really want to start with your type. So you are a generator and I would love to hear you talk about what that means to you and how you really have grown to operate in alignment with your generator type. Yeah. Once you told me that being a generator and the going in depth on one specific topic, when you talk, when you had mentioned that, I then could see clearly throughout seasons of my life where it was like, man, I do tend to just naturally gravitate to one thing, lean very heavily into it, become the expert at it, become the person that people go to for that thing. And when I have that type of excitement and energy, it doesn't even feel like work. I actually get energized from the work. And I can think of... um and correct me with human design things if I say anything and it's, I don't want to say wrong, but out of context and alignment because you guys, my understanding of human design is still so, I'm probably say newbie mid. This is something where me as the generator, I'm not going deep into this. I'm going to lean on my friend, right? I'm going to lean <laughs> Lauren to be the expert on this. But with the tools and resources that you give in the Align by Design human design, human chart reading I go back to it a lot and I'll reread, but I feel like at some point I had heard like generators are meant to be in essence, kind of like a, a worker bee. And I mm -hmm. do, I get energy from my work. And I think of myself two years ago, one year ago, I didn't have much to work on. And I really found myself feeling so down and low energy and now like I have kind of less free time in my day-to-day, -day, but I love how I'm living in my day-to-day -day because I actually have things to work on. I actually have things to do. And when I had heard, especially in the past like year, nine months of people coming to me for certain things and coming to me with this topic. And then when I talk about it, they're like, you're literally lighting up about this every time like you 
I can tell you are so energized by this. I was like, okay, just keep leaning in to that one thing instead of trying to do a lot of different things and be a lot of different things. Just really go in depth on where it is. I'm excited and where it is. People are coming to me asking questions and then this is kind of moving on even into into the generator waiting to respond is now operating people are coming to me to work with me in my business offerings and sometimes i'm even creating business offerings right now off the cuff i mean it's still a new business endeavor so i'm really kind of still setting the groundwork and the establishment but i'm still responding to when somebody says, hey, I want to do X, Y, or Z, or I need ABC, I then can sit and sit with it for a little bit, not let that emotional wave roll me, but sit with it and then see how I want to move forward and proceed with it. Instead of a lot of times in online business, I know we're talking to on your podcast, a lot of entrepreneurs were told, here's what you do to build your business and create a funnel and have people start coming to you and you host these things and you do that and this or the other thing. And it's really, and in the past I, I did all of those things to quote unquote, build a business the right way to quote unquote, bring people into what it is I was offering or teaching or selling at the time. And none of that ish ever stuck. Like there were some sales and I celebrated those, those small things, but nothing ever felt as fluid and in alignment as understanding I'm a generator and waiting to respond. And so now when I am being approached or if it shows up in my environment right now, it just happens to be people physically coming and asking me, but waiting to respond, sometimes I could see how that would be really hard as a generator when it's like, I wanna be in the work. You know, the last two years I wanted so badly to have work to do. And now it's just, it's it's working in a well-rounded way where I have work to do and then other things are coming to me and then I can respond to those things as they come to me. Um, so that really, I think in the generator side of things has been how me not understanding human design or in alignment with it, to what I'm doing now versus to what I was doing really the past, like, I'd say even into three years, you know, it was just trying to make everything work, trying a lot of different things, ha following the ideas of others and doing what it is they said to do, or also just going off of my own, like, I feel like Manny Jens do this a lot too, where like an idea comes in and you think, oh, well, this could become this and that could become this and this will roll into that and that will be this. And life does work out in that way. But the way our human brain makes it happen is just kind of like it's so limiting to how it could actually become. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. There are so many things. You did such a great like overview. And now I want to dive in to what you just talked about and kind of dissect it. So the generator type is the worker bee. Like along with Manny Jens, we're the workhorses. We have that consistent access 
to energy from within to work. That comes from our sacral center. And both Manny Gens and generators have that defined sacral center. So we can work and we can work a lot when we are working on things that light us up. So that's what Joelle was talking about with, you know, when she's working on something that really lights her up, work doesn't feel like work. The time flies. I equate this to being in the flow. And it's because when you are working on things that truly light you up, it recharges your battery. So your sacral center is one of four motor centers in your body. And the motor centers are where you get a lot of that energy. And so as a generator or a manigen, when you're working on something that lights you up, it actually recharges your battery, which is why you can just keep working and keep working and keep working and keep working and you don't burn out. So it's mm-hmm. so, so important that you're working on things that light you up. If you're not working on things that light you up, generators can feel burnout. Like they can feel disconnected from their passion. They can feel burnout. And a lot of mistake, uh, one mistake that I see a lot of generators make is that they will work a lot because they can, but it's not necessarily in something that they're really passionate about or that's lighting them up. And so that's when they feel burnout is they're doing all the work, but it's just, it's not lighting them up. And so it's not working. This is where generators say, I feel like I'm doing all the things Mm -hmm. and I'm not seeing the success. Like, because you can work, you are working, but you're not following those sacral responses. You're not letting your intuition and your gut guide you. And so I know when I think about you, because Joelle was very, very successful in network marketing before she started this podcast production company, you know, I even think about your network marketing business. And to me, that is, was very generator-esque of you as well. Like you were super passionate about it. You were the expert in it. You created so much success in it. And it lit you up. But then when it kind of stopped lighting you up, I feel like that's when you went into that couple years of feeling a bit lost, not seeing the same level of success. It was like you were you were trying to find that spark within it again, and it just wasn't there. And you mm-hmm. hadn't quite found like the other things that lit you up. So there were a few years there where you did feel, you could tell, you could feel, you felt kind of lost. You were working through those things. There was a lot of pushing, a lot of more forceful energy of like trying to make things work that weren't aligned. And then all of a sudden you leaned into podcast production because you had already had a really successful podcast you loved podcasting. And I I remember you reached out to me in December and you were like, and this was even before I got into human design and you were like, I love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. I am thinking about starting this podcast production company because it just makes sense because I love doing this so much. And that's when I came on as a client of yours. And now podcast production has just skyrocketed for you. And it makes so much sense when you think about it from that generator viewpoint of 
this really lit you up. And because it really lit you up, you were learning all of the things about podcast production just for your own podcast Mm -hmm. to grow your own podcast. And then all of a sudden you had this thought of like, I love doing this. Why don't I do this for other people? Yeah. Yeah. This is a question I want to ask before we elaborate on that. Do you think this is a generator thing or just an overall human thing of identity attachment to the work that we do? That you know, do is that is uh that is more related to your G center. So your okay. G center is your identity center, and that would be more related to having a defined G center versus an undefined G center. You have a defined G center. So your identity can easily get wrapped up in your work mm-hmm. and you yeah. can really identify with like I am and associate that with your work. And because you're a generator and you are meant to go d- so deep with your work, that could um, expand that feeling. If you had an undefined G-Center, you probably wouldn't wrap your identity up so much in your work because with an undefined G-Center, your identity is very fluid. Mm. So you can take on different identities based on the environments you're in. They basically, like if you have an undefined G-Center, you're more of like a social chameleon. Like you adapt more your identity to who you're around and the places you are. So I think that is has more to do with whether you have a defined G-Center versus an undefined G-Center. But you have a defined G-Center, so that would make a lot of sense for you. That does make sense. And that and that's something I wanted to talk about before really delving into, because, you know, it's so easy to hear like, oh, super successful network marketing business now booming podcast production. Like, isn't that so great for her that one really great thing went to the next really great thing. And you guys actually the first capacity Lauren and I worked with together was in my mindset because I had so much identity and worth wrapped up shame and guilt around even saying out loud, it felt like I was gonna vomit saying out loud, like this doesn't light me up anymore. Like, because in my twenties, which I think is a very pivotal portion of um, of identity, I was like, I'm gonna do this forever. This is the most life-changing thing. And then to, think I was going to do something forever. And whether it's you went to college for a certain degree or you started at a certain corporation, you thought you were going to be there forever and got laid off. I feel like it's a universal experience to be like, what in the world is happening when either you're stripped of the thing that you were so passionate about and didn't let you up? Or if it's really just a true, genuine desire within where it's like, yeah, I was into it and now I'm not, but what else could I do? I mean, in the, um, I would say it was like roughly four years of wrapping, like trying to figure out why I had attached so much identity and worth to what it is I was doing in my network marketing business and working through that and then being like, well, I could step out and do this, or I could step out and do that. I could create courses. I could teach women how to live in sync with their cycle. That was, and still is a very huge topic that's 
going on in the health and fitness space, which it felt comfortable and felt like it would be so easy to make the switch from um, health and fitness network marketing to another health and fitness topic. And I was just like, and then since that wasn't kicking off, I was beating myself up. I was trying different things when it came to, and, and membership did work out really well for me. Um, but I was like one-on-one -on -one coaching. I was trying to have all group coaching, six weeks coaching, self-paced courses, like trying everything. And that was so hard as a generator, like I said, where it was an innate feeling in me of, I want work to do. Like I want work to do and I wanted to be excited about work and also the work not being there because it wasn't, I wasn't in a space and place of like just doing more and 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 more. I feel like I have a good sense with personal development to know not to lead myself into burnout. And also as like, I'm already doing two podcast episodes a week. I'm already, I've already got the course created. I've already, like, I've already done so much of the work that I felt was in my control. And it was fall of last year where, you know, those questions, once you start asking those smart questions to yourself of like, okay, I've got to do something different. And it was coming down to a money thing because our network marketing business compensation plan is making changes. Um, people within the company were moving and reallocating, whether it was to a different company or within the organization. And my income was dipping and I'm like, I am at a place where I've got to be making some money. So going to a service-based business where I was trading time for money at first because of all the programming from network marketing and what we hear from entrepreneurs, like online entrepreneur in and of itself is just like, oh, you don't want to go into that time trade avenue. But I was in a space and place where I'm like, I kind of have to do something. And when you ask that question of like, what is something that I love that people come to me for? Um, advice, asking questions, how do you do X, Y, Z? Podcasting was a thing. And I didn't jump into the deep water. I put a foot in the waiting pool because I started with Lauren, another good friend. And then I got, I got a referral of an acquaintance and all of them were a little bit different and unique. One was somebody who needed to launch their podcast. Lauren was somebody who needed to rebrand their podcast. And then the third was really somebody who had an established podcast. They just needed the person and place or the person with the knowledge to implement the system, to keep the wheel, to keep the gear rolling, right? And so I got to try out all those three avenues. It was, I mean, the first month in business was a very part-time um, income that I earned. I rated myself very, very low for the industry just because I wanted, I wanted confidence in myself again, right? And I really think confidence comes through action. And so I priced myself really low. Also, another thing, the typic, typical online entrepreneur business advice wouldn't tell you to do, but I did it. And I got working with some people and I was like, yeah, I am really liking this. I was already listening to these three people's podcasts anyways. I knew how to do it. I knew for you guys, you are also entrepreneurs that just know, yes, you could 
produce and publish and do everything on the back end of your own show, but you're just at the point where it's like, I want to record, you do the rest. And I knew that was my, that was my niche. That was my person. That was my expertise where it was like, you were going to trust me to do my thing. You do your thing and it'll get out there. And if there needs to be tweaks, right, we can always make those, but it started off really, really small just because I had such low self-esteem for a while of like everything I've been trying hasn't worked. And so I really kind of did this under the radar. Like I didn't announce it on my social media. I didn't put, I still on my social media, that'll change by the end of this week, but still on my social media, this type of offering isn't marketed or out there because I'm kind of booked, you know what I mean? And it became an organic, an organic booking. And, um, I think some of the thought processes I'm still working through when it comes to like human design is sometimes there can still be that scarcity mindset of like, there's so much flowing in right now that sometimes I'm having a hard time saying no. When somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, can we do this and this and this? And I'm like, well, I better say yes, because what if nobody comes in February or nobody comes in May or whatever it is. But I do try to like, realign myself with the trust and the faith that I have, but also human design in knowing like I'm meant to just always have this type of operating to respond to. Yes. Okay. So we can dive into, I want to dive into your defined Ajna and I want to dive into your undefined ego center, because this is going to explain a lot of this. So Joelle has a defined Ajna. Your Ajna is your center of beliefs, opinions, and perspectives. And she she and I have talked about her very defined Ajna many, many times. She also has her defined Ajna is also directly connected to her defined head center and her defined throat center. So she has a constant access to ideas from within. She has like a very consistent access to ideas. She's asking herself questions. She talked about asking herself really good questions. That's your head center. So that streams directly into her defined Ajna, which is the beliefs, opinions, and perspectives. And that streams directly into her defined throat, which means she's meant to express her ideas, her opinions, her beliefs, her perspectives. And that can be a really cool thing. The one thing Joelle has really has been an area that she's been working really hard on is changing limiting beliefs. And so Mm -hmm. when you talk about having your identity really wrapped up in network marketing, yes, that has to do with your defined G center, but it also has to do with your defined Ajna because you and I have worked a lot on changing beliefs, like changing beliefs that aren't serving you. And that was a lot, you know, we worked together in a one-on-one mentorship back in 2020. It was like the end of 2020. And it was all about beliefs and really looking at mindset and the beliefs around business. And it's something that you still work through. And the beauty of a defined Ajna is when you have beliefs that really serve you, they are so solid. Like they're so solid. They're so strong. They're not going anywhere. It's just a little more challenging when you have a defined Ajna and you have those beliefs that aren't serving you. It just takes more effort to change them. It takes more repetition. It takes finding more evidence. It takes 
coming back to it and coming back to it and coming back to it and coming back to it. And I know that's something that you are constantly working on. Like that's something that is a part of your journey pretty much all of the time, I feel Mm -hmm. like. So, you know, that was really wrapped up in that. And then going back to, you know, these few years in between when you kind of lost that spark for your network marketing business, but you hadn't quite uh, found that spark for podcast production. I want to talk about your undefined ego center. So our ego center, the majority of the population has this undefined. When you have a defined ego, it is a very masculine energy center. So a defined ego is like, I have a desire. I can force myself to take action and I get the result. Like I get what I want. So when I say that, you think that's how people tell you to be successful. Like that is the definition of how to be successful in business and career. Like you have a desire, you take action, you do the things and you can push and you can force and then you get the result. So if you have a defined ego, that's great. Like that works. But 65% of the population has an undefined ego, which means we are actually supposed to lean more into surrender. We're not supposed to push. We're not supposed to force. We're supposed to allow our desires to flow to us. So when I think about you in those few years where you were really trying to find your way I think it was a combination of like you trying to force these things and like push these things that weren't really actually lighting you up at your core, right? Right. But there was a lot of like force and push because other people said, this is how you can be successful at this. You also have the energy to do it. You're a generator. You have that energy to work. So when you actually took a step back, the desire of podcast production flowed to you. It lit you up in your sacral center and boom, it is really successful. Like Mm -hmm. it's so crazy because it's the opposite of what we're told. And I know you've talked about this so much of like, I'm having so much success right now in my business And it's like the opposite. I'm doing the opposite of like what everyone says you're supposed to do. And it's because what everyone says you're supposed to do doesn't work for everybody (laughs) because not everybody has the same design. Right, right. And it, it really felt, and that's why I wanted to reiterate that it was really one small nudge and putting my foot into a wading pool instead of jumping off the deep end. Like, okay, I'm going to go into this and I'm going to have clients and I'm going to create a course and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to have consultation and um, all these different avenues. It was just literally like one small step at a time. And then as things came to me and I mean, I have been incredibly blessed with a network of people that bring and will talk about me and will refer me to others. And that kind of keeps things coming in where I can wait to respond because I do have a lot. And then also 
I know you've talked about this a lot on, on your podcast is releasing the how, you know, releasing the how and just trusting like this planned path will work out. And maybe it's because now I'm in my thirties and not my twenties, but I've even done mindset work kind of ahead of time, kind of as like a little safeguard of protection of even if this doesn't work out to be like the world's greatest thing and the biggest, whatever, 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 like I'm still going to be okay. Like I'm not defined by what I'm doing for my work or how big my work is or how um, something looks on social media and on paper because, you know, and I, I know there have been some people that have been brought to me through referrals and then they maybe like check out my social media profile and they're like, what, how is she like really the expert in this? But I just trust like the person that, I engage with and interact with. I'm not in desperation. I think that's another blessing because I did take steps within my business of having a foundation of reoccurring clients. So anybody else or any other projects that come in is kind of like bonus if I have the time, energy or capacity. But I really think it was that one small step at a time instead of being like i'm gonna go this direction and then i'm gonna make this work out and then i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna have that and da, 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 making it or trying to force it but and i'm sure with anybody's human design whether it's similar or different to mine when you do really lean into like okay this is what i'm designed to do it's gonna take a little bit of faith and trust but just try those small steps of living in alignment and then see how it progresses from there because it does it really really does we can get into a lot of old patterns like i can definitely get into a lot of old patterns but i still just try to remind myself there's even times now where i think how am i going to get all of this done and i have to remind myself one thing at a time yep you know how do i get started if I were to even say to myself, you know, pat myself on the back to myself a year ago, I'd just be like, you took one step at a time. Like literally it was one tiny step at a time. And I think that leads us into a really good conversation about um, living in the present and your emotional authority. So generators and oh, many gems. The emotional authority that's going to be juicy guys. <laughs> There have been many a Voxers where I have messaged Lauren. She's like, this is the wave. You do not, you do not know. Stop slow. <laughs> Ride the wave, Jamal. <laughs> so let's talk about the present moment first, and then we'll get into the emotional authority. So I want you to explain what it feels like to live in the present moment because generators and Manny Gens are really meant to live in the present moment. And I remember talking about this with you when it came to your work, when it when it comes to really anything, like asking yourself yes and no questions in the present moment. Do I wanna mm -hmm. do this? Yes or no. Is this lighting me up? Yes or no. Does that sound good to eat? Yes or no. And I know this is something that you have really been working on and have really started to embody in such a beautiful way, especially when it comes to your business. And maybe you can kind of loop in talking about this course that you created. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love for you to just talk about what it actually looks like for you to 
live in the present because I think that's really where that like just taking one step at a time stems from and how you have been able to kind of let go of the need to know how everything's going to work out or try and figure out how, you know, step 100 is going to work out when you're on step two. Yeah. It feels really peaceful to be operating in the present moment of right now feels so peaceful. Okay. You guys peaceful peace. Peace is the, um, is the theme of knowing when you're in alignment for a generator. So the non-self theme is frustration So frustration is like your red flag as a generator. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling frustration, that's that's a sign for you to just pause because something is out of alignment. Something's not working. But generators are meant to feel peace. So if you ever hear a generator talk about feeling peace, like they are on the right track. (laughs) Yeah. And I said that word without knowing, like I didn't look at that ahead of time because, and two, if I would have known that in the last three, four years, every day I felt frustrated. Every single day, I felt frustrated. And now to be living in the present moment, it feels like peace. And it truly is a detachment of future, which is so hard to do, you know, so hard to do. It takes so much trust. Yeah. So much trust and faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think where I... can lean into giving the example of the month of September. I really saw things work out and flow in a certain way where I had, and this was, this is just one example, but I had met someone and just had that alignment, like, Hey, maybe we should grab coffee. And then as like, okay, you know, nothing attached to the outcome of it. It's like, do I want to take the time to meet this person in real life. And that it was like, yes, went to coffee and there was some brainstorming chit chat as everyone who's an entrepreneur and in a similar industry does. But I could really tell for myself, there were some things where I was like, no, like that's not my route. That's not my method of marketing. That's not where I want this to be right now. But I did get the invitation to speak to a certain community on why VAs should know, have the skill set of podcast editing and production. And I was like, yeah, like teaching a class on that to a group that I don't have to market. I don't have to find the audience for that. She's asking me to come into the audience to talk on that. And then she was like, why don't you just throw out the idea of creating a course and if somebody wants to purchase a course to know how to do this like just throw it out there whereas before i would have been so frazzled about it like what am i going to teach da 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 i was like okay i'll throw that in at the end of if anyone is interested in learning this skill we'll have a cohort and i'll teach a course on it and i had a fair amount of women purchased the cohort. It wasn't, the course wasn't even created yet, but I knew I could. Like I 100% had the confidence in like, if one person pays for this, I'm going to create it as if a thousand are gonna go through the course because you make it once and 
see where it goes. But even still to right now, I'm not rushing, you know, making the courses is in the works, but I'm really letting it become and evolve in the day to day. And as I'm doing something, kind of just putting the camera on and it had felt right. Each one was something that came to me in some capacity. And then I was the one who was like, yeah, okay. But I didn't have the attachment and with the emotional side of things, like I was not ever going to let myself go into like, oh my gosh, I'm able to speak to this. And then I'm going to create this course and this course is going to, and if, you know, 20 people buy this course, then I'm going to make this X amount and go kind of off of this, like sugar high or sugar rush energy. I really just was like neutral, like in neutral, neutral, neutral. Would I want to teach? Would I want to speak to that? Would I want to offer something up if somebody wanted to go deeper in learning about this? And really, and there were things that I have felt and said no to in the last couple months too, where there have been, um, like I've, I've kind of talked about here, I've made it very clear, like I'm not the the one who wants to teach somebody how to start a podcast and DIY it and get it set up. I want to talk to the high level person who's like, please just take it off my plate or have teach my VA how to take it off of my plate. So it's really like teaching the skill. Um, and so there were a couple opportunities that came about. I would have had to lower my rates because they were not at a point of, I knew it would be to, it would really put them in a big investment space to do, to have me do it for them. And I just was like, you know what? I'm not doing that for my work with podcast production, but I recommend this person. And it wasn't out of, I think in the past, what I'm getting to is I think over the last like three, four years, I would have probably done anything to try to make something work. Whereas now it's like, okay, I'm kind of getting into my groove and my confidence of like, this is my lane. And there are others that are, that are going to be fitting into the lane and others that are not. And I don't just have to mold and mesh to everybody. So even though I'm kind of in, I'm, I'm always in the waiting to respond. I'm not just always responding with yes. I am listening to that gut pulling no too. Yes. So you guys, I want you to notice how Joelle talked about responding. Like she, like this entire scenario was her just responding to things that were showing up and responding just in the moment, not responding with an expectation of it could lead to this and this and this, but responding in the present moment. Do I want to do this? What is my gut saying? And because she's an emotional authority, then really riding that emotional wave, which for smaller decisions doesn't have to be long. For bigger Mm -hmm. decisions, the emotional wave can be a few days. It can be a week. Sometimes it can be longer than that. But for smaller decisions, it can be pretty short. Um, But really, she these things were showing up and she's just responding in the moment, responding in the moment, responding in the moment. And look how beautifully it all kind of transpired. And that's how it works. Like that's how it works when you are operating in alignment. But I remember after the initial, 
I think it was the initial coffee chat with this person, you voice memoed me and you were like, you were talking about how this particular individual was throwing out like all these ideas of like, oh, you could do this and you could do this and you could do this and you could do this. And you were like, slow your roll. Like Mm -hmm. you were very much bringing yourself back into the present moment. And we talked about how just because someone gave you something to respond to didn't mean the answer had to be yes. And that's where I was like, you don't have to say yes. Like just because someone asks you to do something doesn't mean you have to say yes. Just because it's there as an opportunity doesn't mean you have to say yes. And that's another big mistake generators make is they think like because the opportunity is in front of them and they have the energy to do it, that they should say yes. But mm-hmm. Joelle and I really talked about like what feels in alignment for you? What is your gut saying? What is your sacral center saying? Take a couple days. You don't need like emotional authorities. You have to slow down. Like you mm-hmm. have to because you have to give yourself time to ride that emotional wave. And most people are just so wrapped up in like moving fast. Like, right. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And that's a very lack mentality because if you are moving fast with that mentality, the mentality is like, if I don't do it now, the opportunity is not going to be there or like another opportunity is not going to come along. And that creates this like frantic lack energy and you end up saying yes to things that aren't in alignment for you. And so we really talked about, and one thing you've really worked on with your emotional authority is, is that slowing down and like riding that emotional wave and not making decisions from an emotional high or an emotional low. And we've had conversations where I've been like, Joelle, don't make a decision right now. (laughs) But then sometimes now knowing this, there are times where where I'm talking to you or I'm talking to my husband or I'm talking to whoever and I'm like okay ready I'm gonna overreact on this and I'm like and then so at least there's the awareness now because in the past like with emotional authorities they're intense emotions and come out of nowhere right intense and come out of nowhere and there were so many times where and with sugar high energy sugar high like crashes follow right so emotional high highs often are followed sometimes majority of the time emotional low lows at least for me and i would give myself so much judgment in the low lows and when i really was like i can feel happy emotions and not have them be like the sugar rush high and I can also feel lower emotions and not have them drag me through the mud. That was huge for me. And even when you said, yeah, emotions come and go and sometimes they come out of nowhere with no rhyme, reason or meaning. I was like, I can literally not evaluate every emotion and why it happened and what led it to feeling this powerful or this intense. I then was like, just, let the wave ride out because it will pass. So sometimes mm-hmm. I know for like almost everybody who experiences intense emotions, sometimes they feel so intense. You're like this, ne- I'm never going to not feel up again if I'm feeling down or I'm never going to feel down ever, ever again because I'm feeling so high off of this high emotional wave. 
But truly that understanding, when you gave me that explanation of emotional authority, and when I've heard it in your podcast episodes and everything like that, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so free from like, when I am having an emotional bad day, I can just be like, I'm feeling off today. No rhyme or reason, no need to dissect it, no need to like feel like I need to work really hard on my mindset to make it go away. Just knowing like it'll pass and I can bring myself back to neutral or it'll just, it will just happen. And I never used to even know that or trust that. I always was like, oh, I'm feeling down and depressed and unmotivated and sad or whatever. I have to do whatever I can to get out of this. And now I have that understanding of like, sometimes it just hits and it's Mm -hmm. for no rhyme or reason. And I don't have to evaluate it. I don't have to go into putting everything on my life on hold so I can fix this emotion that I'm feeling, right? I remember that conversation. I remember that voice memo where you were like, I'm just feeling off today. And and you were going through trying to figure out why you were feeling off. You were like, I'm not in a phase within my cycle where I should be feeling off. And like nothing really happened where I should be feeling off. And you were like searching for like, why do I feel this way? And one thing about emotional authorities is that, or if you have a defined emotional center is you're pretty much constantly feeling emotion. Like sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low, sometimes it's more even keel, but as a defined emotional center, you're going to constantly feel emotion. And and sometimes that emotion has no reason. There's no rhyme mm-hmm. or reason for why you're feeling that way. You just feel that way. I use my son as a perfect example. Like there are some mornings he just wakes up and he's grumpy. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's no point in me asking him why he's grumpy. He has no idea why he's grumpy. He's just grumpy. There have been times when he said to me, mom, I'm feeling sad. And I have no, I don't know why I'm feeling sad. I'm just feeling sad. And I've said to him, it's okay to feel sad. Like you're feeling sad. It's fine to feel sad. And, but you and I had this conversation where I was like, you don't have to make it mean anything. There doesn't have to be a reason why you don't have to try and figure it out. And it doesn't have to mean anything. You're just meant to like feel the emotion, ride the wave and it will pass. And everyone who is an emotional authority has a specific kind of an emotional wave and they are different. There are different kinds of emotional waves. So your emotional wave may feel different than mine, depending on what channel you have defined within your um, chart. But yeah, those emotions are, they don't have to mean anything. They're just there. We're emotional people. If you're an emotional authority, you are an emotional person, (laughs) Like whether you like it or not. Cause I know when I first heard that, I was like, what? Like, but now (laughs) I see it as such a beautiful thing. Like we're meant to use our emotions to make decisions. We're meant to feel the extent of emotions when it comes to something, the highs and the lows. And we're not meant to make a decision until we hit that place of like emotional clarity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would, it was, it just brought so much insight in hindsight. Cause I think for some reason innately, I always was just evaluating why I felt, how I felt it, what led up to me feeling that certain way and now i'm just like there's times where even i'll just be standing around and it's like well what's going on i don't know i'm just feeling off and it's like to just be like oh no feeling off today or 
and I've done really intentional thought work of not letting low lows and highs highs drive me anymore. Kind of like neutralizing everything. Like even a happy, you can feel, even when I'm saying that out loud, I'm sure you guys listening can feel like I can radiate happiness from within, but it still be like neutral in the sense of if it goes away, I'm not going to be down about it. Or if you're just like, I'm feeling low energy and just neutral, like low energy, neutral-ish. Like it can just be freeing, understanding that. And then also knowing and um, you did Sean, my husband's human design, knowing that he's that same emotional authority. It's been really cool even for us to like, if he's has a certain mood, which he doesn't, he's got pretty, which was really surprising to me, actually, when you said he was an emotional authority, because he is such a neutral emotion kind of guy, whereas me, I can be very like high, low, show that on the exterior. He on the exterior is very neutral in general, but as his wife, there's many times where it's like, you can just feel that. You know, you can just feel an off day or a rough day. And he's not one that comes home and is like, oh, this is more me. Like, I'm the one who comes in and I'm like, this happened and that happened. And I'm like, kind of got, you know, maybe shut the cabinet a little too hard. But for him, it's like now understanding too, like, it's totally fine. Like I said, for me, I just feel off and I feel off. I don't have to evaluate it. Whereas for him, if he fell off and if any little tiny microscopic sight showed he was off, I'd be like, what did I do? What is wrong? Like, how can we fix this? What's going on? And now I'm just like, he's having an off night too. Like, let's just keep chill, keep it relaxed. Like, I don't have to be like, how come we're just sitting around watching TV? If we're both feeling an off night, it's fine. We pop on a movie and like, don't talk, right? Instead of being like, what's wrong? How did this, how can I fix this? Or did something that I did lead up to this when really majority of the time it was not about me at all. I hope you can't hear. If you can hear. No, you can't. My landscapers in the back, they are sawing. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think, you know, we all express emotion differently. So he's more even keel. That's probably more to do with just how he expresses emotion or his upbringing, how he was taught to handle emotion. But inwardly, he's probably feeling those emotional waves as well. Um, Mm -hmm. It also could have to do with the fact that he's a man and men are taught certain things about emotion. Boys are taught certain things about emotion. And so, um, yeah, so we can all express our emotions differently, but yeah, he does have that similar emotional energy to you. And that's so cool that now you can see that and, and not again, make it mean anything that it doesn't need to mean, Mm -hmm. but you know, we I both just... have that understanding of like, if there is heightened emotion in either direction, no decisions to be made, you know, like we, and even if he had a different type of authority now knowing whatever that is. And that's why I'm just encouraging you guys to not only understand your human design type, but like your important people in your lives, because it can lead to cohesiveness and like harmony in decision making and understanding in the day to day and compassion and grace and when there's that like love and acceptance 
you know, because there's been that love and acceptance for him of me. Like I'm somebody whose emotions are going to be like, whoop, 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 downwards, sideways, all over. And the understanding of that from him even is, is just so supportive. It helps me even just operate in a better way where sometimes when I am down or frustrated or frazzled, I can easily bring it up to laughter of like, oh, here I go again, <laughs> going off about something that is insignificant or, or silly that set me off on a downward spiral. And then it can just help bring you back to a better balancing when there's that understanding. And like, does that make sense what I'm saying here where it's like, yeah, that understanding can lead to harmony, even if you're not like you can't, nobody can really, I can't change anything about anybody else's human design, but having an understanding and kind of like that loving acceptance of it, it's just kind of, it creates a deeper connection. I've really felt that. I've really felt that deeper connection. And this is not something that I've brought to Sean. Like I haven't talked about him about his human design type. I haven't talk to him about my human design type other than in the essence of like I'm emotional roller coaster which he was like you know duh <laughs> like <laughs> knew that knew that before I put a ring on it okay and um th- it's just been so beneficial both personally and professionally so much and I think you bring up a great point and I feel the same way um it just I feel like it brings awareness. It brings awareness to yourself as to why you are the way you are and a deeper understanding of who you are and how you're meant to operate. It brings awareness to the important people in your life of how they're similar to you, how they're different than you. And I actually just got off of a a one-on-one call with one of my private clients and she and I actually looked at her chart compared to one of her main employees charts. And she was wanting to, you know, this is someone that is very important to her and her business. And she just, she's had some challenges. And I was like, well, she said specifically with communication and kind of understanding this person. I said, well, let's look at her chart. And we really dove into how are you two different? Like these are the main areas where you guys are different. And here's how you can support her in Mm -hmm. her, in her design and how you can, how you can better understand her, what you can do to help her succeed more. And she got off that call and she was like, this was incredible. So like Mm -hmm. it's with your significant other, with your kids, if you have employees, just understanding, because we tend to think like everyone thinks the way we do. Everyone is like us. And, but people are so different. And instead of trying to change someone, what if we took that time, effort, and energy in trying to better understand why they are the way they are, how they're different than us, and how we can like mold our two designs together to make the best partnership. And that's when you're really going to see this like payoff and skyrocket because it just gives you such a deep understanding of why someone is the way they are. And and I know when I was talking to her, she was like, this makes so much sense. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's completely opposite of you. And she was like, yeah, yeah 
hundred percent. And she said, I used to say like, I just don't get why she does this, or I don't get why she's acting like this. And it was all in the centers that they didn't have the same. Mm, Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that. Exactly what I was trying to articulate when knowing and understanding the important yourself and the important people in your life. That is so fascinating. So fascinating. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. I know this has been so eye-opening for everyone that has listened, but I I think we're going to wrap it up. We've gone through your human design. We've gone through all of the things, and it has just been such an incredible thing watching you align yourself with your design and the transformation that's happened and when you talked to me, you know, you sent me this one message and I was like, can you just come on? Like, I feel like I, <laughs> I just want other women to hear how you talk about your business and your relationships and how you're showing up because it's just, it's so in alignment with your design and mm-hmm. things are just blossoming for you because of that. Thank you. And I want to talk to the listeners right now, you guys truly I've had and hired and had different people go in depth with me on different and various topics. But what truly has made Lauren's calls and resources more effective than others is the guidance and guidelines that you give out with the human design reading. Because, and you're also sharing about this on the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm listening to your show and you're talking about something, And I can either be like, okay, I know that one of my kids or my husband is this type, or they have this center defined or undefined, or I have that center defined or undefined. So I'm often looking back at those resources and the information from my human design chart reading. And while we went through it and we unpacked it and we have that, I go back to that resource that you gave me. And so for those listening that are like, you get your human design chart reading, you get resources that'll continually support you. Lauren's continuing to put out podcast episodes that when you're listening, you're going to know, am I defined? Am I undefined? Am I this? Like, how are, how are all of these things working together when you know, or have some sort of um, insight on what your chart is like, you're like, oh, you learn as you go. I said at the beginning of this, like, I'm not the expert at my own chart. When I first got all the information that you gave me based off of my chart, I really was looking at segment by segment, one thing at a time. And one of the first things was seeing how defined I was in all of my centers. I was like, well, it makes so much sense as to why I've always been one that has been self-motivated, self-led. When I am making decisions, I really kind of internally make the decision. I'm not so worried about what others are thinking and all that. So it started with like, oh, yep, that's that about me. That's that about me. And then it kind of leaned, it leaned into how am I not operating with my human design type and taking note of those, you know, whether it was conditioned or whatever, taking note of how I'm not operating in how I'm designed to operate and then making the small shifts of like, well, instead of trying to make all of these things work, why don't I just make a one degree turn and instead 
wait, wait to respond. See what, see what's around. Cause it, it almost was even like I had blinders on. There's probably a lot around me to respond to, but because I was so focused on like seeing it, looking for something else, I wasn't paying attention to what was right in front of me, which were the things to respond to. So I really do want to encourage you guys. And Lauren didn't ask me to do this at all, but just think about what one human design reading and the resource that you are given to take with you after the human design reading and then all of what Lauren's teaching and all the episodes prior to this, you can bring that own better understanding to you and yourself. And then you'll probably be very much like me and be like, hey, can we do this for my significant other? Hey, can we do this for one of my kids? And it's been a layering upon layering. And I have a very unique firstborn astrologically. I've been told by astrologers, so I'm so excited for Lauren to dig into his human design chart because I think it'll even, especially when our kids are little, it will lead to them having such, um, if if they're understood at home, if they're understood by the ones that love them, and if that's the only gift we as parents give them is a better understanding of themselves and then like unconditional love of who they are like we are setting them off to success by far in this world in this day and age right so just really think about it and in in everything i've just i've just leaned on the resources time and time and time again i mean i think it's literally once a week i'm either popping open my folder with the information or sean's pdf with his information oh i love that (laughs) because i it's it's truly not just okay here's our call here's your chart see you later you know i can go back to it and then you have the podcast episodes which are always just dripping with really good explanation of human design because there's a lot of people explaining it now and it just doesn't hit home the way you do so you're truly gifted at this too and um i thank you for us being able to share this on each other's podcast because i'm new to sharing kind of my journey and story over the last year but human design played a huge huge role in how it's played out Well, thank you. And I think you bring up one good final point, which is human design is layered. It is a step-by-step process. It's not something where you're going to get your chart and you're going to change all the things and boom, within like a week, you're going to be living in complete alignment with your design. I mean, this is a journey and you Mm -hmm. take it step-by-step and you really start with the top level and you can go so deep within your human design. Believe me, once you get into like the astrological side and the signs and the profile lines and you can go so deep. But what I I find myself doing as well is just like in those moments, I'll go back to my chart and I'll be like, Ooh, I want to explore like this aspect of my chart a little more or, Oh yeah. I want to check out Avery's chart. I like, Mm -hmm. I want to like look at that part of her chart. And so it's just, it is this resource that you keep going back to and you slowly dive deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And 
you can start so surface level, like so top level for most people, just aligning with their type, their strategy and their authority is going to be life-changing. Like Mm -hmm. those things are so huge, but then you get to dive into, you know, the centers and you can dive into the gates and, and all of these things, which can be a whole new language, but it is a process. It is a process. Um, I know people who have been in human design for many, many years and they keep, you know, going, coming back and going a little bit deeper and looking at different aspects of their chart. And it's just, it's so enlightening and eye-opening. So thank you so much for that. I truly appreciate it. This is going to, this podcast is up here on the Wealthy Woman podcast. It's also on Joelle's podcast. So uh, Joelle, how can everybody find you? They're listening to this here on The Wealthy Woman. Why don't you give them all of your info? Yeah, you can, which I will link in the show notes above. Because <laughs> Joelle's producing this one. <laughs> um, I will leave everything linked, but my podcast is Living in Sync, and it is just my name on Instagram if you want to connect there in any capacity. And thanks for having me on here. And thanks for being on the Living in Sync podcast, my friend. Yes. And if you guys are looking for a podcast producer, reach out to- I may be booked, but I can help you find somebody. She might have a wait list because she is so popular and does such incredible work. I have a feeling a wait list might be starting soon, but um, regardless, reach out to her because she is- phenomenal absolutely phenomenal okay we are going to wrap it up i will talk to you guys at our next episode bye thank you for listening to today's episode if you loved what you heard or you want to share your favorite episode topics please leave a rating and review this helps the podcast growth and gives people an idea of what the podcast is all about Something new and exciting that I wanted to share with you before we go is that we now have a Patreon page. This has replaced the Feminine Edge Collective community in a cohesive place that is easier for me to manage and cheaper for you. If you are interested in our monthly classes, exclusive day-in-the-life vlogs, Bible studies, community Q&A, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash living in sync and join for just $5 a month. Check out the show notes for any links or details of things referenced in today's episode, and I look forward to chatting with you in the next one.